Imagine being a yoga teacher. You're done with your classes for the day in the session area where you generally do your yoga sessions. You turn off the lights, you head out the door, and then... Here come the cops. (laughs) What did I do? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just clicking over to 612 on Wisconsin's Morning News, honoring today the anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attacks on America. Right oh, now. there's another one. Another plane just hit. <gasps> right. Oh, my God. Another plane has just hit. It hit another building. Flew right into the middle of it. Explosion. My God, it's right in the middle of the building. This one into the East Tower. Yes. CBS News on the air as that second plane hit the second tower of the World Trade Center. And at that moment began to dawn on the world that America was under attack. Many local observances today. I'll list a few of them here. These are the bigger events going on this morning. 7.46 a.m., the time that first plane struck the North Tower of the World Trade Center. The Greater Milwaukee Fire and Police Pipes and Drums will play outside City Hall Got a couple of things they'll do there. A solo piper will play taps. That'll be followed by another solo piper playing Amazing Grace, then joined by the rest of the pipe band for two more verses. Milwaukee County War Memorial Center on the lakefront ceremony there begins at 7.30 this morning. Mayor, county executive, local first responders, public welcome. Typically, I think, Eric, that's the one where they ring the bell for all of the victims mm-hmm. and um, focus on that and any Wisconsin and local connections as well. And then up in Kewaskum, the... Wisconsin 9-11 Memorial and Education Center. The ceremony is at 1130 this morning, focused on remembrance and volunteerism. And WTMJ played a role in helping them secure the necessary funds to get that beam from ground zero. Raise the Beam was our initiative. It was a WTMJ Cares raised more than $30,000 for them to help with that project. Very proud of what that's become up there. Yeah, they have a permanent memorial there. So that ceremony is at 1130 this morning. They said they have some indoor space that's right near it if uh, rain is a problem for that one. So that will still go on regardless. 22 years ago this morning, the September 11th attack on America. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and now number 10, Jordan Love. Four-man rush. Love has Jones inside. Aaron Jones racing to the end zone, and he's in! Touchdown, Green Bay! Kevin Burkhardt on the call for Fox as Love would hit Aaron Jones there. That was a fourth in three player, and Jones had quite the day for the Packers, a 35-yard score as the Packers would go on to defeat the Bears by a final score of 38-20 to for their first win of the season in Week 1. The former backup, now starter, feeling pretty, pretty good following the team's first victory of the year. It's great. Um, it feels great. It's definitely been a long time coming for me, three years as a backup. Um, just watching, learning, and, and growing, um, seeing this team work. Um, it feels good to be out there um, leading those guys and being out there playing with them finally um, and come away with the dub. It's just what we wanted. Absolutely boat race. Feels good if you're a Packer fan. This I got it for you. I got them all. Thank you. Keep them coming. Barrel rolled. I'll take all the baseball ones you got in. It doesn't matter today. today. The Bears are who we thought they were. There we go. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good today. So is Jordan Love. He completed 15 of 27 passes for 245 yards, including three touchdowns. Barrel after- rolled. <laughs> there it is. 
And after the game, his head coach, Matt LaFleur, high praise for his starting quarterback. But I thought all in all, I couldn't be more proud for, of, of just his performance, his poise. There's a, there's a big-time belief in that locker room for Jordan Love. And I think uh, the guys, they're going to rally around him. They're excited for him. They, they love him. They respect him. He comes to work every day. Great attitude, great energy. Um, and I, I think you saw that today. Any Barrel surprise roll. from yesterday? Any surprises? I was surprised at the lopsided victory. I mean, I thought that could be a grinder. You could have. Sure. I was entirely expecting nine In the to first six half final. Was probably what we thought yeah. it was. Yeah. You know, Denny Green there bears. They out. are who we there thought they were. The first half was what I thought it was going to be, but the Packers opening it up in the second half. They will now shift their focus from the to the from the Bears to the Falcons as Green Bay looks ahead to Week Two from the NFL to the Diamond. The Brewers suffering a deflating loss on Sunday. It was still a pretty good weekend for them. They won two out of three in New York. Corbin Burns threw eight no-hit innings, and the team actually took the no-hitter all the way into the 11th inning, but the Yankees do walk it off in the 13th by a final score of 4-3. to three. The Brewers snagged two wins in the Bronx, as I just talked about, and they enter the week with a three-game lead in the National League Central. Milwaukee and Miami coming to you live from American Family Field tonight. That coverage gets underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. Do you think anybody watched the Brewer game yesterday? I was So I tape delayed the Packers game because I was fully I invested in the no-no. Yeah, I had it on my phone. Right. Because I was like, I, I had four YouTube TV, great purchase this year. Had four screens going on in nice. the TV. Look and I had, yeah, I had to. Spectrum, thanks. That's a pro move. Yeah. The multi-screen. Right? It, it was, though. It's, it's amazing. 618 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Okay. At 622 on Wisconsin's Morning News, Eric, something we talked about on the show, and a lot of folks have talked about it, who have been watching sports over the last year or so, happened to us, high school football over the weekend. My daughter's a cheerleader. She's a dancer in the band, so we go to every game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, We had an injury in the game that caused them to suspend the game. Holy cow. So we're in Greendale, Panthers taking on Mesmer, Shorewood. That's the combined team. And I give those guys a lot of credit, man. They don't have a lot of numbers. They don't have a lot of big kids. And they keep trying to do football over there. And uh, I give them credit for coming out. But they're they're undersized everywhere they go. They're undermanned sure. everywhere they go. And so it was 14 nothing before the first minute had Ooh. expired. So in this particular game, the boat race was on. Early in the second half, you had a player for Shorewood Mesmer who was motionless on the field. He'd gotten hurt. I didn't even remember the hit necessarily. A couple of guys in a pile, and he didn't get up, and he wasn't moving. So, you know, the whole place comes to a halt, right? Right, right. And then it was, you know, trainers were out there, med staff out there, and then you're just waiting. There's not a lot going on. The good news right away was you, while he was being attended to, there wasn't like a frenzy around him. Like you didn't see a lot of waving and right, a lot of stuff. Right. And somebody eventually called for the ambulance. But what I'm told is the, the the kid was ultimately okay. He was sitting up by the by before they took him off on a stretcher. But it was one of those moments where you're like, what what are we gonna do? Guys had just gotten warmed up, had just started playing again, and then play stops for 10, 15 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they decided to suspend the game. That's it. Thank you, folks. Everybody go home. I talked with the principal at uh, 
Greendale High School, Steve Lotus, about uh, how that decision was made. Both of the coaching staffs, along with the, the, the president of Mesmer was here, and uh, our AD um, got together and they decided to suspend the game. Looked like the students on both sides of the ball really handled it well. Yeah, it was really great for them to come together, especially at the end of the game, to uh, um, you know to pray together, to talk together, and uh, um, I think that was a really nice uh, ending to what was an unfortunate game. So, yeah. I think of some of the incidents that we've seen in the NFL over the last season, two seasons, did some of that color into the the decision-making, you think, of like, hey, we don't have to finish this. Guys are emotional, and this was tough. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's not about the scoreboard at the end. It's about making sure everybody's safe and uh, um, that both teams took that into consideration and made a good decision is is great. I mean, you can't be too careful. (laughs) And uh, so um, it was obviously very emotional for them, and, uh, and it was the right decision. So that's the decision that they made. Now... A lot of things probably went into that as well. The score was lopsided. It was right? forty-two to nothing. Okay, and again, Shorewood Mesmer comes in already kind of undermanned and undersized. So you think about the risk of further injury. You think about the emotional state of all the players, and that's the decision that they made. Interesting though, the following day in college football, you had a player who was motionless on the field. Mm-hmm. That was uh, it was Miami Texas A and M. It was a Miami player. They put him, you know, did all the stuff, put him on the the hardboard, you know, stretcher. They shut that game down for a while, but there were a co- only a couple of minutes left, and the game was still in question. Oh, so, you, so they, so they played, played on. on. Okay. So a lot of factors go yeah, into that. And yeah. high school is different than college, is different than pros. It just looks like we're taking these on a case-by-case basis, and that's the decision that they made in Greendale. And again, all indications are the young man from, from Shorewood Mesmer is going to be okay. Good. And thank Principal Steve Lotus over there for talking to me and Discussing how that all went down. 626 on Wisconsin's Morning News. The Bears are who we thought they were. The gloating continues at 645 in sports with Brandon. (laughs) Uh, So then this happened. Imagine being a yoga teacher. You're done with your classes for the day in the session area where you generally do your yoga sessions. You turn off the lights. You head out the door and then... Here come the cops. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Busted everything in. A mass of police sirens. Everyone jumps in there, shattering the peace. What in the world could have happened to prompt all of these cops to show up at this yoga place? Well, apparently, someone called police because they were walking their dog and mistook the scene of yoga people for a ritual mass murder. Oh. They thought all of them laying there relaxing earlier. <laughs> was an actual, like, drink the Kool-Aid, hail bop, mass murder situation. Well, no, it was just yoga participants relaxing. So everybody's okay? So, I mean, like... Yeah, so I, I feel like they maybe jumped the gun a little bit here on, on just breaking into the place. You'd think that, okay, where is this at? It's, okay, it's at uh, Yoga Central. Maybe okay. let's make a call. <laughs> yeah, but anyway... Send somebody over? All's well that ends well. No one heard as they broke into the place to find that. No, there was not a mass murder taking place. If you see something, say something. 638 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Traffic is brought to you by James Imaging Systems, your local document imaging partner. Visit jamesimaging.com. Twenty-second anniversary today of the attack on America, the 9/11 terrorist attacks. Just got this text, and it is important to note uh, as well as we continue talking about 9/11 through the day. What many people don't realize about 9/11 is that 341 FDNY—that's fire department members—have now died of ground zero-related illness, nearly equaling the death toll for firefighters who perished in 
the 2001 Isn't terror that amazing? attack. Important remembrance. Thanks to Tim and Delavan for sending that along you as know, well. I um I remember I met Charlie Vichers, who was the Ground Zero superintendent. He was the one that was there to orchestrate how they were going to clear all of that up. And he was in town. He's really good friends with the Habermans. Of course, Andrew Haberman of Kewaskum uh, was killed in the attacks. Of course, we have the, the 9-11 memorial in Kewaskum, which WTMJ played a, a large role in helping raise money for. We're very proud of what they've been able to accomplish there. And I remember he told this very poignant story about how he had just seen a guy for the first time since they were doing the cleanup. And he was like, hey, buddy, hey, great to see you, yada, yada, yada. And they, oh, man, I remember when you were on the cleanup and blah, blah, blah. And he said three days later, the foreman on that job was like, hey, Charlie, don't talk about 9-11 anymore with him, with, you know, this other guy. Because that guy lost it that I got triggered by seeing seeing the superintendent again for the first time and and had a, a... you know, had a problem with that, obviously, just from the, uh, the PTSD. So still, it affects people 20 years later, those who were there. And you mentioned that, that cleanup process, like what a gargantuan undertaking. Oh, my gosh, an orchestration of stuff and people and equipment. And I remember being in New York years later, and it was still going on. The removal, and yeah. at that point, it was just a, a couple of holes in the ground still. But just the, the process, and of course, in those early days, wondering, are there survivors here? If not, are there remains here of which right. we need to be yep. respectful? Mm-hmm. And, and and all of that that went on all those years ago. 645 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers stamped week one with a statement victory with the 38-20 victory over the Bears on Sunday afternoon. Jordan Love throwing for 245 yards, including three scores in the Packers' defense causing two Bears turnovers in the second half to secure the win. Next up for the Pack, a Week 2 road trip down to Atlanta. The Milwaukee Brewers took a no-hitter into the 11th inning in New York, but falls short as the Yankees walk it off in the 13th inning for the 4-3 win. The Brewers enter the week with a three-game lead for the NL Central and will welcome in the Miami Marlins tonight to begin a four-game set at American Family Field. First pitch is all set for 640. And lastly, to tennis, where Novak Djokovic won the U.S. Open and claimed his historic 24th major championship, and on the women's side, the 19-year-old American Coco Goff won her first major, making her the youngest American to win it since Serena Williams did it in 1999. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. For the first time in 30 years, someone not named Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers made the week one start for the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, the team's first round draft pick in 2020, ushered in a brand new era on Sunday and did so with quite a statement victory in a road game in Chicago. Poise, command, confidence, all the adjectives that can be used to describe the Packers QB1. It wasn't sunshine and rainbows on Sunday. Nothing ever is in this league. Despite, though, a sluggish first half for the Packers offense, Love continued to prove over and over again while general manager Brian Gutenkins made that move on April 26, sending away the league's four-time MVP to New York. And of course, all spring, all summer, the chatter got louder and louder. Jordan Love is this. He is that. He can't do this. He can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. Through it all, Jordan Love proved, as he had all summer in the team's preseason games at training camp during joint practices, that he belongs. He just he just does. And it was on full display in front of the team and the fans that hate them the most. He did it in front of the enemy. If you're sorting through the box score this morning, Love's final numbers may not impress you immediately, but the more you dive into them, the better they actually get. On the money downs, on third and fourth down, 
Love cashed in, throwing 8 of 10, 141 yards, including two touchdowns for a perfect, yes, I said it, it was literally a perfect 158.3 passer rating. The standard in Green Bay, it's going to remain the same. The only thing that changed this year was the ownership of that team in Chicago. So delicious. The Bears are who we thought they were. Let the gloating continue at 6.54 on Wisconsin's Morning Barrel. News. They are who we thought they were. Barrel roll. Boat race. <laughs> we bring in our teammate from 101.7 The Truth, Telly Hughes, this Barrel morning roll. to continue making fun of the Bears. Morning, Telly. <laughs> Good morning, Vince. How are you guys? I don't know what's more delicious to me. Like, oh, look, there was a lot to see of the Green Bay Packers, no matter who we would have played in week one. But, man, there was so much excitement about the Bears. We heard it in the broadcast. Well, this Bears team is rebuilt. They've got Justin Fields. He's about to take his big leap. He's going to be great. You know, we'll see. (laughs) 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 The way I see it, guys, it is very unique that your rivalry game is actually kind of you know, your your prep games to your your conference schedule. Meaning, you know how in college you'll play like the lesser opponents and the FCS opponents and stuff like that? It's like that for the Packers, but it happens to be a rivalry. <laughs> so you liken that to scheduling Sisters of the Poor earlier in your schedule? <laughs> I mean, if you're the Packers, and you're starting, you're kicking off the Jordan Love era. And, I mean, what better way to start than playing I mean, playing the Bears. So what did you see out of this Green Bay Packers team? Because uh, we go up against the Falcons next week. That's a noon kick. And we're in Atlanta. Falcons won their game. And, you know, so let's not book hotel rooms in Las Vegas just yet for the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, not yet. What I saw is what I saw during the preseason. Uh, the one time I did get a chance to see them in person, Vince, and that was a team that they're going to have to be fundamentally sound. They can't make a lot of mistakes. They don't have enough talent to overcome a lot of mistakes. So if they can play solid football, establish the run game, and don't put Jordan Love in situations where he's throwing the ball 40, 50 times, I think the Packers can have a decent season. Once again, like you said, not sure if you want to start booking your your rooms in Vegas just yet, but I think they can compete in the NFC North. And um, I mean, and we all know every year you win some games you're not supposed to win and you lose some games you're not supposed to lose. So if they could get a good balance of those, um, and take care of the ones that they are supposed to, I think they could be okay. Yeah, it is tough to the, – the barometer on this one is tough, Tel, because we're just not quite sure if, if the Packers are as good as they looked or if the Bears <laughs> are as bad as they look. Well, and that's the thing that's very tricky because you can't get too excited because you were supposed to beat the Bears, but you also try to take something from it and say, okay – these are the things we can build on and uh, hopefully be better next week in Atlanta. Telly Hughes, teammate from 101.7 The Truth. Appreciate it, Telly. Hey, good, have a good morning, guys. All right, buddy, you got to finish, uh, finish the phrase. 
Just relax. <laughs> what does that we mean? We looked good. Yeah. Not just relax, like for pursuant to the conversation we just had. Subsequent okay. to the conversation yeah. we just had. Like, right. okay, game one. Actually, why am I like I was that? Say, be you know what? Just enjoy the hell out of it today. My guys, the Brewers win one game, and you're barking for burgers. <laughs> Absolutely boat race. <laughs>